0: Hello and welcome to the Ego Podcast. My name is Dina Jackson and I am your host. We are live from downtown Toronto, Canada, and I have a fabulous guest with me here today. She is a yoga instructor, she is an entrepreneur, and she is the head and creator, founder of Little Yogis, which is a mindfulness and yoga program designed specifically for children, based in Toronto, Canada, please welcome the lovely Ms. Michelle Faber, everyone. Hi, Michelle.
1: Hello. Hello, Dina. Thanks so much for having me and hello, everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a joy. I'm excited.
0: I'm like, I'm pumped because I love everything that you're doing. And just to give listeners some insight, I'm going to be working with you yes. and and with little yogis. And um, I think that you know, the whole thing that you're putting together in terms of bringing together mindfulness and yoga for children at such a young age is beautiful. I love kids. So, yeah, I just want people to know that background right away between you and I. Um, yeah, and I'd love to to dive in and ask you some questions about your, your process and what brought you Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Cool. Um, so I'd love to start off just by finding out what brought you to yoga and meditation and mindfulness in your own practice Mm -hmm. like was this I know that you have a background in some acting in the in the arts world similar to myself and I love meeting other artists who come into yoga spirituality mindfulness all of that stuff Um, I find it really fascinating when we can connect and so yeah I'd love to know about your process and what brought you to teaching
1: Absolutely. So when I was in high school, uh, as as you mentioned, I did a lot of acting. I was in a great acting community here in Toronto, but I started to feel a bit, you know, depressed, discouraged, found, uh, you know, probably didn't have a thick enough skin to be in the game. I absolutely loved being an artist. I loved the community. But I found the whole process, um, the casting process, audition process, a little discouraging. You know, I started feeling like maybe I wasn't worthy enough. um, Was I not good enough? Something wrong with me? You know, because it became a lot about, you know, looks, um, are you good enough for this role, et cetera. So, on top of that, um, I am a very anxious person. And um, I tend to really be in my head. So I just started doing yoga. I've been personally practicing it for about 20 years. And I just right away felt this amazing self awareness and self love. And um, I just loved how it made me feel, to be honest. I'm the type of person who always cries in Savasana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love the cry. You know, I, I'm a crier. <laughs> I, when it comes to Savasana, like I always have those tears because it just feels so good Mm -hmm. and I started doing a lot of research as well on mindfulness and just how to really stay present and be happy and, and live life to the fullest and I just feel like it totally changed my life and I'm just so grateful for it
0: that's so cool yeah I can definitely relate. Like, I know everything that you're saying in terms of ego, right, in relevance to the the name of this podcast, but that's something that comes up a lot in the entertainment world, and there is so much rejection. And with stand-up comedy, like, you can go from performing for 2000 people one night and then the next night perform for three people and they're not interested in anything that you're saying and maybe you're in a basement maybe the basement is flooded maybe there are rats (laughs) and you're like what am I doing here exactly and you know so it, it it's a pendulum for sure you I'm like I'm sure with all of your experience doing auditioning and all of that like it does definitely kind of take away at, at any anxious feelings that might be coming up. Yes. And so that's definitely one of the major reasons as to why I got into practicing yoga myself as well. Yeah, Um, and I love hearing that your experience with it has been so positive. So would you say that from that time when you started practicing, that's sort of what's grown into your interest in teaching? Yes. Yeah.
1: So, You know, I I left the acting world. I went to, you know, the corporate marketing world. And again, I just felt a bit lost, Mm -hmm. like something was missing because I do love being creative. I do love working for myself. Um, And I don't love that, you know, nine to five commute, digging into emails all day. And so I I kept practicing that yoga. And, you know, upon coming a mother Mm -hmm. four years ago, I realized you know, I saw a lot of myself in my son. So my son's very energetic. He he has this big personality, but he has also, you know, his emotional intelligence isn't quite there, which is very, you know, very common for for young kids. But I found, you know, he was having a lot of emotional outbursts. He couldn't really control himself in this situation. And I thought, why not teach him what I've learned all these years? Yeah. Um, so we started, you know, practicing mindfulness together, Mm -hmm. um, through stories and just through chatting. And then we do, we did yoga together and I noticed such a big change in him, such a positive change that I thought, you know, this is it. This is what I want to do. So I just love the thought of teaching other kids all these great techniques, these calming techniques, these emotional techniques to really bring self-awareness uh, to to a child. And yeah, so Little Yogis was kind of born out of that. Mm. I love my job, I love what I do, and I love that I get to meet people like you, Dina. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so excited to work with you. And yeah, so I've seen such a positive impact on my son that I, I love sharing it with others.
0: I love that yeah. that comes from such a true place right like when you actually start um, seeing and just sort of taking a uh, taking note of everything in your own life that's really bringing you a lot of joy and when you see that connection between yourself and someone like your son who you love so much and you're like this has brought me so much joy I'm now at a new level of joy be- between sharing this with him and and I see his response is nothing but positive. So the fact that you want to take that on a f- to a further uh, extent and and bring that to more children, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And so how how long has little yogis been um, br- running? Would you say running?
1: Yes, uh, for about a year now. Okay. And you know it seems really short lived, but it's just grown and blossomed and been so successful. And I've had so much positive feedback. From the community from other moms in the neighborhood who just also want to bring mindfulness to their to their kids mm-hmm. from schools that really want to bring these uh, educational systems into their school so um, it's really grown over the past year, and I'm really proud of of what it's become.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it seems like it's it's constantly growing. Like There's more and more of a need in the west end of the city, the east end of the city, the yes. north end of the city, and it just shows that more and more parents are kind of perking up and saying, you know what, I want my kid doing that. I love the takeaway from some of the things that we get to do, and I don't know if you... Want to get into this, but like we get to do crafts, we get Absolutely. to do, we get to play with the parachute, we get to do fun things yes. that you know, when you were a kid, that was like this amazing thing that you look forward to. And I love that about working with kids because it, it you are reminded of things that you've almost not lost, but sort of become jaded to as an adult and sort of um, built this shell around, right? And it's almost like I'm learning some of that shell and coming back to everyone's kind of inner child.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think back on my childhood mm-hmm. and I kind of wish that I had something like this when I was younger, you know? And I think maybe if I was taught these these techniques and I was taught mindfulness and yoga in school or or in various classes that maybe I wouldn't have had such bad anxiety growing up Mm -hmm. as a teenager and in my 20s and all that I think um, this next generation of children with adults becoming more aware it's just going to be a lot easier for them because they're going to learn it a lot younger Mm -hmm. and um yeah, I think it's just going to help them and help their mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just so many positive aspects of it that um, I think is great.
0: Yeah. And do you think that the birth of this this sort of change especially looking at things like parents who are noticing this with their kids do you think that this is coming from sort of like a reaction to the world of technology that we live in right now with things like social media um, kids having phones younger and younger and I don't say that as a criticism Mm -hmm. Um, for myself I had a cell phone in high school Uh, it was a Nokia you could play snakes (laughs) Uh, It was a different time. You you didn't, you couldn't uh, access the internet on it, (laughs) but still I had a phone at that time. And so it's, it's no criticism to that. But do you think that this movement that's happening is a
1: response to that? Absolutely. I think the world is so busy today. Mm -hmm. It's so hectic. You know, I've had conversations with my mom where she's like, it was just easier back then. It was Mm -hmm. just easier being a parent. Um, Today, there's so many pressures, especially with social media. You know, as a mom, you'll go on and you read article after article and, you know, what you're doing wrong. You always just feel like a failure. And kids are having social media. They're having to post photos of themselves on Instagram. And um, maybe there's a feeling there of like inadequacy. Of course, I would Um, feel that. Exactly. And so, you know, that really is affecting everyone's mental health. And we're seeing a lot of these mental health issues in younger and younger children. Mm -hmm. And what's great about yoga is that, you know, it teaches self-love, self-awareness. And yoga is for everyone. So it's not competitive, you know we all have different bodies we all have you know different races different religions and it teaches you that that is okay and it, and it teaches you tolerance so um i just think it's it's bringing that really positive aspect into this crazy world of technology and social media for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. And, and getting us to slow
0: down you know, because like yes. you said, we are moving so fast. And I'm noticing, I mean, maybe this is just in my world because I, I love all of this stuff, but I'm lo- noticing more of an interest in doing things like si- silent retreats or technology free weekends where you go somewhere where you're a lot closer to nature and you intentionally don't bring your phone or there are apps on your on available now where you can time out from social media so that way you're only doing work related things and not scrolling right so I mean obviously we're becoming more and more aware of these things and so it's I think it's great to start kids at a young age and say here are some wonderful tools that you can learn just with you like just exactly exactly yeah
1: Yeah, I fully agree Mm -hmm.
0: cool and so would you mind sharing with listeners what a typical class looks like with the kids like I'd love to see I'd I'd
1: love to hear you describe it to them sure Mm -hmm. so little yogis is all about an easy introduction to yoga Mm -hmm. so we start as young as two and a half Mm -hmm. um we go all the way to um about grade eight Um, and we really love focusing on the younger ones again to, to get that good foundation. A class, you know, we always start a bit with a little bit of focus. Mm -hmm. So we all come with our legs crossed. We say our secret yoga code word, which is namaste. (laughs) And then we go into breath work. So I love including props like pinwheels or, you know, balloons, stuff like that, that kids can relate to and really come to an awareness that, oh yeah, I have this breath. Let's just. Focus on the breath and nothing um, else around us. Mm-hmm. Then we go into a fun yoga adventure. So I always love to theme the class and tell a story and do yoga poses along the way. So it's whether you know we're going on a bear hunt or we're going on a space picnic. You know, get into our rocket and we do rocket pose. Um, things of that nature where really, it's engaging to the kids. They get really excited. They feel like they're actually, you know, in this adventure along with us and, you know, they're not getting bored. And that, that's, what's really tough with the younger kids is that you don't want them to space out and think, huh, oh, what is this? But mm-hmm. they, they get really engaged. And then we always end with uh, Savasana a Savasana, a calming meditation, um, which could only sometimes last about 10 seconds, right. um, but but at least it, it centers them and it gets them really calm. And I think that's what the schools really love about our program is that, you know, they leave the class feeling very calm and um, very centered. So Aww,
0: that yeah. That's beautiful. I yeah. love that. I love the idea of incorporating fun components like colors and, you know, adventures and yes. stories and all of that, because imagination is such a beautiful thing that kids remind us of all the time and when i'm working with kids i like i think i've said this to you before but i feel like i'm learning from them it's not like i'm just coming there to teach them things they're teaching me and reminding me of things in life that are very, very simple and wonderful at the same time. And I think it's so easy to lose sight of that, right? Yes. So. Oh
1: my gosh, Tina, mm-hmm. you are a hundred percent right. Because I feel the exact same way. I think we also had this discussion mm-hmm. about, you know, mindfulness, teaching mindfulness to children. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a child is just naturally mindful and we definitely lose that as that as adults. So, you know, I'll see with children, they just they stop on the street, they'll find a leaf, they look at the pattern on the leaf. Oh my gosh, there's an insect on the leaf. And they're just so in the present moment whereas adults will be like, okay, you know, drop the leaf, let's go. We got to go here, we got to go there and we're just so busy. But you know, I learn every day from these kids cuz they're just so in the moment they love the world around them and especially the natural world and i think we can learn so much from children in that regard
0: yeah yeah i
1: agree Uh, it's it's awesome spending time with them
0: so with that like i know that a lot of the programs are incorporated into the school systems which is fantastic and i uh, know that there is mindfulness incorporated into the programs in york region schools but not across toronto as of right now And I'm just wondering your opinion on having mindfulness as part of the school system. Do you think that that's a beneficial thing? Would you be in support of that, especially for your kids?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm seeing now just real growth in these mindfulness-based education programs, uh, you know, across Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, I think educators are really starting to realize, huh, if I add these mindfulness practices daily into my classes, I really see benefit to the child's behavior um, to their focus throughout the day and they just see total behavioral changes throughout the year. So I think parents are benefiting, the educators are benefiting, the kids are benefiting. Um, it's just so important and I think as people, you know, become more accustomed to yoga and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll just become more popular within schools and it'll really spread out throughout the city for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I support that. I agree. I, I have heard
0: some backlash where there is some concern about mindfulness being too connected to one particular religion. Um, right. And that that's something that, you know, like originally there were mm-hmm. things like the Lord's Prayer that were said in the public school systems here not that long ago that right. it has since been removed. And personally, my my opinion on it is that something like mindfulness, it can go and it can dip into the religious realm, most definitely, mm-hmm. If if depending, depending on the teacher, depending on the way that it's taught, depending on the type of uh, practice that it is. But I also think that it, it doesn't need to go down that route, right? Where you're definitely focused on the mind, the practice of the mind and the body, noticing the mind and the body and becoming aware of those things. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, do you think like in terms of some of that, have you experienced any of that? Have you seen any of that in terms of backlash and thinking that mindfulness is a,
1: a religious practice? You know what? I actually haven't. Oh, awesome. um, I think, you know, I think the practice is becoming a little more westernized mm-hmm. and just more accepted um, mm-hmm. in the general community. So I haven't personally experienced that, but I, I, I fully understand why you know some religions would be against that. Mm-hmm. Um, but why can't we just embrace great practices across all religions, right? If it's totally. beneficial to the child, mm-hmm. if it's gonna, you know, help them throughout their daily lives, why not, why not be able to practice that? right? I
0: completely agree. I think a sampling of, of different things is important for someone to learn, um, and, and then also be able to make a decision on, as to whether or not it's something they want to take part in. If we're able to sample things in other areas of our right. life, like food, cuisine, practice, I mean, yoga, you can um, go with the argument that yoga is a, f- if you were just saying it was a physical practice, mm-hmm. then that's definitely borrowed from other, from the Eastern um, area of thought. So, yep. you know, if we're able to do it in some ways, there I don't know why we can't do it with something like mindfulness and incorporating into a meditative practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. No, Absolutely. I agree for sure. So would you say that uh your past experience with teaching like would you say there's a huge difference between teaching kids versus teaching adults um and or do you see a lot of similarities
1: um, there's definitely a difference, for sure. I think you know, with kids, you have to be a little more goofy. You have to be a little more of an actor, and that's where the acting background really becomes beneficial in teaching kids. Um, I love to incorporate music, props, stuff like that. Whereas, you know, adults, it's more focused on the physical uh, and the well-being. Where kids, it's just an introduction on you know the tech tools vocabulary and just the thought of doing yoga daily so yeah there's definitely a difference there but it's yeah. it's fun yeah it's fun
0: you were talking earlier about being a crier. I'm also yes. a crier. I love the criers. Yeah. I think that, and I always support that in my And I, I, I support, uh, lots of loud noises. I know okay. some, I know some people don't like that, but I'm like, if you want to grunt or you need to yeah. let something out, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a big supporter of that, but there's a lot of discussion in yoga, in the, in the practice in particular about storing emotions in the body mm-hmm. and that, that various, uh, postures are an area of release. And so when you're able to release, it's quite natural to feel an emotion yeah. that you may not have known you were going to feel in that particular moment in time, mm-hmm. crying, being a wonderful example, particularly, um, with emotions. Some, uh, I'm a believer that emotions are stored in the hips in particular. Yep. So, you know, you could be in pigeon pose and all of a sudden you're just bawling yeah. and you don't know why. Um, what are your thoughts on that in terms of emotions being stored in the body?
1: Yeah, I, I have felt it personally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, you know, I am a crier in yoga because being, you know, an anxious person and I have to a history of depression and th- like things that I've struggled with in my life, mm-hmm. I store emotions in my body and I can really feel it. Um, so when I practice yoga it's almost like this release, you know, nothing else matters, doesn't matter what's going on in my world. It's just releasing all of that. And I think that's why, you know, the cry comes definitely, because it just feels so good. And once I'm done that yoga class and I'm walking home, you know, everything just becomes real. And, you know, you think certain things just don't matter in life. You know, you know what really matters. And Mm -hmm. I think yoga really brings that out. It's a great self awareness tool.
0: I love it. It's almost like you're just flushing flushing all this kind of uh, pent up energy in yes. your body, but also just in your in your mind too. Like you're getting it out and so that's why i love that the that shavasana is the last pose because if you were to try and lie still or sit still at the beginning of the class particularly with with kids as young as two and three yep. and four um you know that's going to be a challenge whereas if you have done some physical uh, movement prior to it does become a little bit easier to mm-hmm. do something like a longer meditation mm-hmm. keeping in mind it's yeah maybe 10 seconds for a kid but maybe right. for an adult it could be you know 20 minutes or what have you right so exactly yeah. and
1: with with little yogi's classes with the Savasna I always, you know, guide them through and talk about our adventure and always incorporate some sort of learning into it. So mm-hmm. if we went on a space picnic and we left our mommies and daddies behind, we were so brave. We went all by ourselves, you know, and Savasna will talk about that, talk about how brave we were. We did it. We did it on our own. And it's always great to really have that teaching and learning experience within mm-hmm. the class and they really think, huh? Yeah, that's right i did do it on my own and and they get really proud and happy about that so mm. i love that aspect of the class
0: yeah yeah do you notice a difference in the kids afterwards like do they seem a little bit calmer or do they
1: seem? oh yes yes yeah? yeah. so they run into the class um it's kind of hard to get them to focus at first mm-hmm. uh, you know when they're that young they they just want to run around there they have high energy um, but by the end of the class there is a certain calmness in the room and um, I think the teachers really appreciate that and I've gotten great feedback at the end of classes that the kids were just so calm at the end within the rest of the day so Aww,
0: that's yeah awesome. and you can see it too with your son right like you can know that's the kind of thing you can notice right away I'm sure oh it's my so gosh
1: nice. yes yes and with my son you know teaching him certain tools like breath work mm-hmm. um, has been so beneficial to him. And now when he's in a situation where he is really upset and whereas before he would scream and, you know, pound the floor and it, we'd be there maybe for an hour during a tantrum. Now he's learned, you know, bumblebee breaths, balloon mm-hmm. breaths. Um, he, he's learned to really control that and say, okay, I'm angry. I know I'm angry and talk it through and, And I'm just so proud of him for getting to this point. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's really, really cool to see. Can you
0: tell listeners what bumblebee breath and balloon balloon breaths are?
1: Yeah. (laughs) So this is fun to do with the kids. You could try it with your own kids. Uh, Basically, what you do is you have your child sit in a comfortable position. You have them do a deep breath in. And when they breathe out, they make the bumblebee noise. Mm. So it's... And when they're doing that, it really gives an awareness to the breath and Mm -hmm. it's so calming just the noise and the vibration Mm -hmm. so you have them do that you know for a repetition of maybe five times and you'll see a total calmness in the child Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of balloon breath what I do is I have uh, children place their hands on their lower ribs And I just describe it as when we breathe in, we really feel the balloon expanding really, really big. And then we breathe out, all the air comes out of the balloon. And it's a really nice visual for them to do those deep breaths. Um, There's so many different breathing exercises you could do. But just, I feel like when you relate it to things that they know, like balloons or animals, um, it becomes easier for them and, and fun and engaging.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I was my yoga instructor who said to me, he was like, short breath short life long breath long life we give the analogy of a dog has a much shorter lifespan than a turtle right. okay. who's breathing very slowly and living for hundreds of years. Now, right. obviously it's a case by case basis. I don't know that every animal applies is as precisely as that. Right. But I like that analogy because I even like speaking with doctors and stuff. I remember one doctor said something to me like, oh, you know, everybody just struggles with having shortness of breath. And he just kind of said it It was no disrespect to him, but it was also just a comment on where we're at right now and and forgetting that something like breath is so cleansing and and very detoxifying. And it also helps you come into the present. Mm -hmm. And that we all, in this kind of busy life that we're living in, unless we're consciously doing things like practicing mindfulness or practicing yoga, learning things like breath work we can be moving quite fast, right? I'm a fast talker. So I have to consciously do things to slow myself down and slow my breath down. Right. When I'm doing comedy, for example, when I started performing versus now and it's still something I work on all the time, I spoke very quickly on stage. Okay. And it would be a challenge because the audience wouldn't necessarily hear the joke. So I'd spend all this time crafting the joke and I wouldn't see the benefit because I was too afraid of, of time, any kind of time lapse in between any, you know, any normal pauses, not even an awkward pause, but just a pause, giving the audience some time to digest what had been said. Okay. So things like breath work and things like practicing meditation on a regular basis for me have really helped everything that i've done Mm -hmm. especially things like when i'm public speaking or doing stand-up and there was uh, there's a friend of mine who's a comedian and he always he gave me a note that i think of all the time that when you're performing or before teaching anything where you're speaking to a large group or small group um to take a breath before you do that because okay. it calms your audience or your group down oh, okay because if you speak very very quickly um, then it can bring up some nervous energy in the room right away your your audience is nervous for you because they feel like you're unsure mm-hmm. in your in your speech right? right and so if you think about like a dog being able to smell fear or something like that it's sort of similar. In terms of being able to take command of the room so that's okay. something I always remind myself yeah yeah it's anyway. really cool yeah um, so what does your day-to-day practice look like what would you how would you describe it to someone who's wanting to learn yoga wanting mm. to learn uh, how to how to meditate perhaps they're a parent or perhaps they're just someone interested in learning What, how would you suggest them starting and, and maybe taking from some practices that you do
1: yeah so what do I do daily? Um, my life is super hectic right now with mm. two kids. So after I get them all fed, dressed, out the door, I come home and I try to do yoga daily. Now, I'm not going to lie, it doesn't happen every day. Of course, yeah. I always you know, wake up with the sense that, okay, it's going to happen, but just doing yoga on my own, um, mm. I think just helps me ground myself and gets me balanced for the rest of the day. Mm. And then I practice mindfulness and meditation through savasana. So once i am mm-hmm. done my practice, just trying to be still, mm-hmm. trying to really get all of my thoughts out of my mind, um, which is very difficult sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I'm not the best at meditating, but I've been trying it for years, mm-hmm. trying to perfect that um, because I have such a busy mind. So I think just doing that within savasana really helps me instead of just waking up and saying, okay, I'm gonna meditate mm-hmm. at the end of the practice. It, I think it's it's a little more beneficial for me. Totally, um, I'd say if people are really trying to get into it, yoga is for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I find that a lot of people are intimidated by it. They see all these photos of these really. You know beautiful muscular women doing flips and you know like totally inversions and they're like whoa I cannot do that but that is you know that is not the everyday yogi no. yogi yoga is for everyone so just start mm-hmm. go on YouTube there's great free classes on YouTube mm-hmm. that you can do from your living room like yoga um, with Adrian. exactly okay. love yoga with Adrian. she's
0: great I plug her all the time I don't know her but she's great. Yeah, yeah she's <laughs>
1: she's awesome I've, I've done her classes yeah and you know because it can be expensive you know Mm -hmm. not everyone can afford to go to the yoga studio down the street so Mm -hmm. wake up go into your living room take that even just 20 minutes out of your day it doesn't have to be an hour and just start and you'll notice such a change in your mind in your body your overall well-being once you start doing it regularly you'll you'll see how much it changes your life
0: yeah for sure yeah I think that's a those are great examples yeah. of, of how to get started and I guess this sort of leads into my next question but what you are you're a busy wonderful lovely entrepreneur a mom you're constantly on the go and I think a lot of people can relate to that mm-hmm. who are listening to this and so what do you do in between all of that um, to, to exhibit self-care for yourself like maybe it's an extension of your yoga practice um, Maybe it's your meditation practice, or maybe mm-hmm. it's something additional that you do that are nice things for yourself. Mm-hmm. Is there any anything more, or would you say that it's mo- mostly those things?
1: You know what? It, for me, it is mostly the yoga. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes I'll be working from my living room table because mm-hmm. I am an entrepreneur, and mm-hmm. I notice myself getting really tense. I have mm-hmm. a tense back. You know, maybe my jaw is really tense, and I just have to tell myself, okay, I'm taking a break now, and I'm going to do some yoga, even if it's for 10, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. just to get myself out of that stressful state of mind I also say going for walks Mm -hmm. so I do have a big beautiful Bernese mountain dog um and you know going for walks with him again getting back helps you know getting all the stress away everything out of my mind just going for a walk around the block and really ground you and and get you more balanced Mm -hmm. I agree and it's simple things like that just getting a some fresh air I remember yes
0: remember when this was like maybe a year or two ago I was talking to my sister and I was feeling really stressed out I can't remember why something to do with work stuff and just feeling very overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and I was talking to her on the phone I was like "Ah, I just don't know what to do and she was like go outside yeah go for a walk and I'll never forget her saying that cause it was such a simple thing something that I do all of the time mm-hmm. but when you take that moment and you consciously you mindfully say yes. I'm going to do this now to better my health in this moment because you actually look like look at things like productivity and things like that yep. if someone was working from let's say an afternoon from you know 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. the amount of productivity that they would have if they took a 15 minute break to walk outside is substantially stronger than if they had not, if they had just sat at a desk that entire time or living room table or dining room table. Right. And, and not allowing themselves that moment to recharge. I think of myself as needing to recharge my battery all the time. Yes.
1: And especially for moms and new moms. So I remember when I had my, my first child, You know, you're on maternity leave, you're kind of secluded in your house, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of hibernate, you're, you're kind of scared to bring your baby outdoors, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember going to the doctor and telling her all these feelings, you know, I feel really isolated, alienated. Um, And she said the same thing. She's like, you need to take a moment every single day to go outside, go for a walk, get fresh air. Mm -hmm. Because when you're just in that state of mind, it's almost like being in your mind too. Mm -hmm. You're just in this little bubble and and it can really help just to breathe mm-hmm. go outside so uh, yeah very yeah. simple but it but it works
0: no and you're right and yeah. I like i've, I've I have so many friends who who are mothers as well and say the same thing mm-hmm. like it's so easily easy to um feel that sense of iso- isolation um but also remembering that a you're not alone yes. lots of other people can definitely understand and relate to your experience Um, and also that you can do things to change that very very quickly Mm -hmm. and it's quite fantastic how much of an impact that can have on you in a positive way absolutely whether you are a a mom or whether you're just on your own stuck in your head Mm -hmm. you know we're both you and I are both entrepreneurs do a lot of work from home and when you're in that space all the time it's very easy to get into that kind of head mess that you're talking about and just be swarming around and forget how important it is to take a step outside of there and do whatever you can to do that
1: yes Mm -hmm. for people who do you know commute to an office Mm -hmm. they have that separation right they go to the Mm -hmm. office and they go home and their home is kind of their safe haven but for entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. when you're in your house all day it's hard to separate Mm -hmm. work and life so sometimes I, I really do find it hard to balance it's like I'm always thinking and I'm always wanting to work but I have to say okay at a certain point Now it's time for me to take time with my family, take time for myself and just separate myself from my work
0: Mm -hmm. and give yourself those boundaries for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And yeah, too. And also too, when even with the people who have the separation you're speaking of, even if you stay in your office all day, you can do the same thing, right? You can, if you eat at your desk and things like that, that's Mm -hmm. why a lot of people highly recommend not doing that. And just, even if you don't want to spend the whole lunch hour, um, you know, taking a break and having lunch. Some people get very, very busy or they have lunch meetings. Still taking that time to go outside, go for a walk. It's hard sometimes where we live because it's so cold here. Yes. <laughs> but yes. you know, put on your parka. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> get your uh, get your fresh air and yep. then get back to it for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Michelle, thank you so much. This has been awesome. I love talking to you about all this. Where can people learn more about Little Yogis? Where can they find your social media, your website? I know we have lots of parents who listen to this podcast. So yeah, where can they find that info?
1: So you can find more information on my website at Mm littleyogistoronto.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. So it's Little Yogis Toronto. Um, We post, you know, drop-in classes, free events around the city. So even if your child isn't at a school where we offer programming, we're starting to offer these drop-in private classes on weekends and weeknights. So uh, definitely check us out. We'd love to meet all of you, Dina and I, and um, we look forward to spreading all the mindfulness and yoga cheer to all of you.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you, Michelle. And thank you so much
1: to everyone for listening. Thank you.